the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world. California faces extreme risks from flash flooding as 38 million brace for heavy rainfall. That headline this week from Fox News, one of many. From that report, for the California coasts and valleys, including the Bay Area, several inches of rain once again brings widespread flood watches, mudslides, and other concerns, while new snowfall totals in the highest elevations could reach 100 inches and ridgetop wind gusts could reach well over 100 miles per hour. For the record, 38 million is nearly the entire population of California. As the proverb goes, may you live in interesting times, and so we do, to say the least. Question, would the climate engineers pile up the artificially enhanced nucleated snow with chemical ice nucleating cloud seeding operations? That's core to what's piling up all this snow. And then manipulate a much warmer flow of moisture to cause rapid melting and flooding. Consider all the data that I will present in this broadcast and then decide for yourself. For those that are still trying to convince themselves that those who control the matrix are here to help, time to wake up. I just spent another long night trying to shovel snow off my roof while listening to the jets pass over my remote wilderness location in the dead of night. Above me, the cloud canopy from which the chemically frozen material continued to fall. One jet after another after another. For the record, there are no commercial air carrier routes over my remote location. Winter weather warfare is real and with a long historical record, but so many remain neck deep in denial. The truth is simply too alarming for them. So they try to ridicule and marginalize anyone that dares to tell it. It's been a long, cold night for me, the night before last, shoving chemically nucleated snow cursing at the geoengineering jets and listening to trees collapsing in the rapidly dying forest that surrounded my wilderness home. I'm absolutely exhausted and severely battle fatigued after 20 years of slogging forward in this battle while so many around me pretend that it doesn't exist while they continue pursuing their personal paradigms, their personal pursuits of pleasure as the planet implodes around them. But I will never give up in this fight, not till the insanity in our skies is fully exposed or until I take my last breath. Let's start with this patent number US3613992A. Assignee, the United States of America, as presented by the director of the National Science Foundation Weather Modification Method. The present invention provides a method for producing snow from natural atmospheric clouds using seeding agents characterized by a high solubility in water and a large endothermic heat of solution. That's an energy-absorbing solution in water. That means it cools things off very rapidly. 
The patent continues, typical examples of materials suitable for use in practicing this invention are urea, potassium nitrate, and ammonium nitrate. Laboratory experiments have shown, this is directly from the patent, urea to be effective in producing ice crystals in a vapor cloud having a temperature as high as plus 6C. That's the low to mid 40 degree range. In field experiments, surfactants, aluminum, polymer fibers, graphene, barium, strontium, manganese, all are also showing up in lab tests of the various forms of chemically frozen material that now shows up as, quote, snow. Don't eat that frozen material, and I don't say that lightly. Final statement from the patent, weather modification method, the invention described herein may be manufactured and used by or for the government of the United States of America for governmental purposes. What does that mean? What does governmental purposes mean when we know that our government is literally state-sponsored mafia, a criminal cabal? And why does it now so often start to snow at temperatures well above 40 degrees? Climate engineering is why, in the example patent I just covered, cloud ice nucleation that can be chemically induced at temperatures as high as 6C or again to low to mid 40s is one way, and there are others. And why is it raining at times now 10 or 12 degrees lower than that? can be 29, 28 degrees and rain and 40 plus degrees and snow. And again, climate engineering is core to this entire equation. Other elements used, again, for chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding, as I stated a moment ago, graphene, barium, polymers. The list goes on and on. The weather terrorists can use whatever they want because the majority of populations are too preoccupied to care, caught up in the matrix manufacture, bread, and circus, along with every imaginable form of scripted political theater or show trials or whatever other drama the matrix media pumps out to distract populations. How is it possible that so many can still deny the climate engineering atrocities in our skies? Because we're living on the planet of idiocracy. That's why. Two weeks of on and off snow in my location on the east side of Lake Shasta. And it started two days after 80 degree temperatures, 70s after dark. Extreme temperatures and weather whiplash events are now the norm. And matrix meteorologists would have us believe that it's all just nature. And the majority are all too happy to buy the lie. Climate engineering is decimating agricultural regions all over the world. So once the climate engineers pile up the chemically nucleated snow, wreaking havoc while they do so, again, what's to keep them from manipulating an atmospheric river into the same snowbound region, stop the chemical ice nucleation cooldowns, let the rain now saturate the contaminated chemical snow and cause even more extensive flooding? Answer, there's nothing to stop them from such an agenda because the vast majority, again, are too busy doubling down in denial and refuse to do any actual investigation just the way the controllers want it. And the chemically laden snow and rain runoff continues to saturate waterways, farms, soils, everything, including every breath we take. And then there are the sources and sites, so-called independent media that claim to be fighting climate engineering, but at the same time pretend that the completely engineered winter weather warfare is just nature because that fits with their chosen narratives. Not fact-based, not science-based, not research-based, just fits with their ideology. 
And such sources and sites are actually helping to cover the tracks of the climate engineers by claiming the engineered winter weather mayhem is somehow proof of global cooling. A truly baseless conclusion as the planet hurls toward total meltdown, an easily verifiable reality that's only temporarily and toxically masked by the exact engineered winter weather warfare already described. How much climate engineering, a.k.a. solar radiation management, particulate filth, is in our air? This new headline is an indication The mystery of Earth's uniform shine might at last have a solution. That headline is from the Matrix media source, sciencealert.com. So what is the mystery of Earth's uniform shine as seen from space? Could the fact that the Earth's atmosphere is now saturated with light-scattering climate engineering, solar radiation management particles, a literal planetary cocoon of toxic atmospheric particles be core to the uniform planetary so-called shine? You decide. And here's the so-called solution that sciencealert.com proposes. Quote, as global warming continues, geoengineered solutions, a.k.a. like engineered winter weather, will become vital for human life to carry on alongside it. As if climate engineering hasn't been raging in our skies for decades, being used as a weather weapon with already catastrophic results. And all those that are helping to cover the tracks of the climate engineers should be, must be, considered criminal accomplices to the climate engineering atrocities. On that note, as already mentioned, another headline, California at risk of life-threatening flooding from new atmospheric river, that's from this week. As the moisture-packed storm moves inland over the Golden State, it will carry warm air into high elevations, which could, could, may, might, lead to rapid snowmelt and create a dangerous flooding situation. Yes, exactly as described. Why would they use the word could? If you put warm rain on top of chemically nucleated frozen material, it's going to melt and run off. Of course there's going to be flooding. And we have the so-called science community constantly using the could, may, might words for certainties. That's like saying, if you're in a car going 100 miles an hour and you're 10 feet from impact, you could, may, might crash. How absurd is that? Or if you jump off a 100-story building, you could, may, might splatter on the sidewalk. We live in an asylum. Next, California, buried by snow, now faces a flood threat from a different kind of storm. Again, I want to show the various arrays of coverage of what was clearly an engineered scenario. Geoengineeringwatch.org has alluded to this coming, and there's more on this because the script has changed. The script has changed radically from earlier in the year. I'll get to that in a moment. Who changed the script? Why? What are they trying to accomplish now? But that headline I just covered was from the Weather Channel, cast of moralist, matrix, minion, climate engineering cover-up actors, and that's exactly what they are. From last week, parts of California, the report says, buried by snow in recent weeks, now face a flood threat from a Pacific storm tapping into an atmospheric river. It will be, they say, a different storm than others. How telling was that statement? The report continues with this. The Pacific storm will be warmer. That means rain will fall at higher elevations Then the most recent string of cold storms, this could, could, may, might, complicate the flood potential. Of course it will. They finish with this. It will also get extra fuel by tapping into a long plume of deep moisture known as an atmospheric river. In this case, the ribbon of moisture will stretch over 2,000 miles from near Hawaii, 
what meteorologists often call the pineapple express. Yes, just blame it on nature and keep reading the scheduled weather script passed down the line from private defense contractors Raytheon and Lockheed Martin who do all the weather modeling for the nation's weathermen, National Weather Service, and NOAA, and then it gets passed down to the local meteorologist. Everyone is reading the script, and often they don't get the new updated script in time, and that's why you see such a radical variance in so-called forecasts, which is simply the schedule weather, because many people don't get the updated script in time, and so they're radically off with their so-called forecasts. So what did the script state about the rain in my region of wilderness? They said 88% chance of rain. Day after day, 88% chance of rain. Where did they get that figure? How easy is it to see that this whole scenario is being orchestrated and scripted from the top down? If we rewind to late last year, all the snow apocalypse and rain apocalypse scenarios now being carried out in California were not scheduled. Late last year from National Geographic, we had this headline. The drought in the western U.S. could last until 2030. Last October from the Sacramento Bee, California drought will continue, federal weather forecasts say. That's what the schedule weather was then, but the schedule has been changed. From Capital Public Radio, only months ago, four in a row, California drought will likely continue. Last October from the New York Times, California is expected to enter a fourth straight year of drought. There's many more headlines. That's only an example, but you get the idea. The California snowmageddon and rainpocalypse wasn't formally scheduled. Why is it being carried out now? From the perspective of the controllers, they can deliver crop-crushing weather in many forms. Deadly drought, devastating deluge, flash freeze chemical cooldowns, massive hailstorms, that's also from chemical ice nucleating operations, all accomplish their agenda. All continues to contaminate farmland all over the world. Again, now the chemical-laden rain and snowmelt will further contaminate soils and waterways throughout the dying state of California. More headlines from CNN. Some California residents are urged to prepare two weeks of essentials ahead of expected flooding. Here's some input on that. Soon, much sooner than most even dare to imagine, there will be no relief. Whatever you have on hand is what you have from now on. There will be no one to help anyone. Mad Max on steroids. Anyone who can't see the walls collapsing from every direction right now, dying oceans, dying forests, dying wildlife, dying insects, collapsing ozone layer, a completely out-of-control global predator parasite class if you can't see that happening you have your eyes wide shut please open them and join the battle to help turn the tide and salvage what's yet left of the planet's life support systems because impact is coming brace for it it's close from yale university here's a sample of disinformation this headline with global warming of just 1.2 degrees c why has the weather gotten so extreme question mark first Based on uncensored, unfiltered, frontline temperature data, we have already blown past 3.5 degrees C of warming from pre-industrial temperature baselines. And about the extreme of devastation from droughts, deluges, unprecedented wildfires, flash freezes, winter weather warfare, so many climate catastrophes, 
they are verifiably being manipulated by climate intervention operations. So here's the bottom line. Any individual or source that has anything to say about climate from any perspective that doesn't first and foremost include the climate engineering factor is pushing deception. There can be no legitimate discussion about climate anything without addressing the climate engineering weather warfare elephant in the equation. More winter weather warfare headlines from the Sacramento Bee. Governor Gavin Newsom puts most of California in state of emergency as atmospheric river storms arrive. Food-producing regions all over the world are being hit hard with various forms of weather disasters. Flash droughts, flash freezes, flash floods, massive hailstorms. Again, the list goes on and on. From GVWire.com, this disastrous floods after record snowfall could be one-two punch for Valley. Again, same theme, many sources. The winter of 2022-2023 will go down in the meteorological record books for one of the heaviest, if not the heaviest, precipitation ever experienced in California. So again, I ask, why was the schedule altered for the U.S. West? Certainly, all the sensationalized snowpocalypse headlines serve the controllers by confusing, dividing, and polarizing populations in regard to the true state of the climate. But there are, of course, many more objectives and agendas on top of that. The report continues, meteorologists are forecasting storms for weeks to come. Again, that's the scheduled weather. The climate engineers control the spigot, where it rains or snows, how much precipitation, how toxic that precipitation will be. All of this ubiquitous contamination is now entering the food chain on every imaginable level. And about the targeting of crop-producing regions with weather warfare, how much are the predator class insiders making from weather trading derivatives? As the proverbial ship goes down, a stock market gaming casino built around engineered climate catastrophe. That's what weather trading derivatives capitalize from. Investigate that one. And yes, the foxes are running the hen house, so to speak. They control the matrix. Crop production is plummeting. Global fisheries are collapsing. Prepare for empty food shelves. It's coming. And those that still refuse to believe it, will soon no longer have the option of denial. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the end of the world as we know it broadcast, commercial-free, non-political, and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. Moving on, more puzzle pieces. From severeweather.eu, a strong blocking system is forming over Greenland, changing the weather patterns across the northern hemisphere. As we head into spring, the report says weather pattern changes have begun over the northern hemisphere with a blocking high-pressure system building over Greenland. This, they say, is a result of the stratospheric warming event and the collapse of the polar vortex circulation. The main effects will be felt across North America and over northern Europe. From the report, a significant high-pressure blocking system is building over Greenland and will impact the entire North American region and Europe in the coming weeks. Snowfall predictions. February to April snowfall anomalies for North America and Europe. Means they're not done yet. They continue. The temperature pattern is not forecast to change much. Warm anomalies will continue around the polar regions, displacing cold air masses into the United States and Northern Europe. 
To put all this into perspective, in addition to chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations, the climate engineers are in almost complete control of upper-level wind current patterns and thus moisture flows. Atmospheric frequency installations like HARP in Alaska are core to this equation. HARP is only one example. There are many more. Side note about all the chemically nucleated frozen material. Here's a headline directly connected. Avalanches have become deadlier, experts explain why. Do these experts admit to climate engineering and chemical ice nucleation? Of course they don't. Their paychecks and pensions depend on them not admitting to it and explaining it away and covering the tracks of the climate engineers. But when you have this type of material that forms various layers in the buildup of this frozen material that are not bonded together, of course there's going to be many more slides. I just experienced this shoveling off my roof, trying to, many layers of non-bonded frozen material and one easily slides off the top of another. This is not like naturally nucleated snow. Again, I grew up with that in the San Gabriel Mountains. I lived at the foot of them. This is very different material. Anyone who has been around snow for a number of decades understands this is not the same as what you grew up with. I forgot to mention, it's also soaked with surfactants. Surfactant-soaked snow, super slick. Very different from naturally nucleated snow. So again, in summary, due to the ionosphere heater-induced blocking high-pressure zone over Greenland that I just described, more engineered winter weather can and is being carried out. Here's an example. This headline from this week. Snow blankets London as bitter cold grips northern Europe. The report says the first accumulating snow in London... Since December fell on Wednesday, and AccuWeather forecasters warned of another storm that will bring heavy snow to northern UK and Ireland. A sudden warming event in the Earth's stratosphere has led to bitter cold all across northern Europe since late last month. Here's a question. With all these cold, cold, cold headlines, how many Americans have even a clue about the meltdowns occurring in other parts of the world? Like India, record high temperatures, crushing crops there, South America, Australia. Most Americans have no idea what's happening except what's happening outside their doorstep or what matrix media feeds them. And that needs to change quickly or we're done. We are so close to impact. It's imperative to look past all the engineered surface cooldowns to large bodies of water like oceans and the Great Lakes, which are true harbingers of the planet's actual temperature. Remember, a cubic meter of water can contain 4,000 times the thermal energy of a cubic meter of air. With that in mind, from phys.org, Great Lakes set a record for low ice in February, likely leading to warmer seasons for the rest of the year. From that report, The Great Lakes reached a record low in mid-February with only 7% of the five lakes surface covered with ice, rather than the expected 35 to 40%. Again, 7% instead of 35 to 40%. According to NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the average January temperature across the contiguous United States was more than 5 degrees above average, and the sixth warmest January on record. Major climate assessments have found that the warmer winters may lead to lower ice cover on the Great Lakes. May? 
Of course, when it's warmer, there's less ice. Why would they use the term may? Because they're paid to be ambiguous in everything they do. The so-called climate science community, that's nothing but a matrix minion cover-up crew. That's what they are. And about the five degrees above average, it's much higher than that. These engineered surface cool-downs skew the temperature data to the downside falsely, chemically. So in addition to the record low ice cover in the Great Lakes and the record warm water in the Great Lakes, what else is happening in America? From Fox News, wildfires grow in Florida amid intensifying drought. Drought deluge scenarios, the hallmark of climate intervention operations. About the wildfires and the core factors fueling them, search this extremely important geoengineeringwatch.org report titled, Wildfires Serve Geoengineering Agenda. 20-minute video packed with shocking data. Please view and share that because the West is being prepped. Again, the wildfires will come. The forests are dead, dying. All the fir trees in the Western forests are in various states of decline and death. All of them. And the Douglas fir tree is the predominant tree in Western forests. So consider that wildfires pump out millions of tons of toxic particles into the atmosphere, of course, but so do climate engineering operations. And geoengineeringwatch.org captured blanket grid pattern climate engineering aerosol spraying operations directly above the Paradise Fire Smoke Bank. Why were they doing that? If you want to see this, search and view the geoengineeringwatch.org groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org, and you can see that blanket aerosol spraying on top of the smoke canopy. That is not about climate engineering. That's something much more nefarious. We can speculate as to exactly what they're trying to accomplish, but consider that these toxic nanoparticles are incendiaries. When they're falling down through the smoke canopy, of course they are affecting the behavior of that fire. It cannot be otherwise. Newfromthehill.com about the toxic atmospheric particles. 99% of global population exposed to unhealthy levels of tiny air pollutants. It's a new study. The study published in the Lancet Planetary Health Journal found that about 99% of the global population is exposed to these tiny and harmful air pollutants, which are known as particulate matter PM2.5. Now, let's stop there for just a moment. That 99% and showing only PM2.5 completely excludes a much more harmful category of airborne pollutants, submicron-sized nanoparticles. That's what climate engineering particles are. And... As I've stated in previous broadcasts, based on precipitation testing over a specific U.S. state, which we're not disclosing yet because we're working with a major institution in that state, it appears from mathematical calculation that the total amount of airborne toxic particle pollution being pumped into the atmosphere from climate engineering operations annually is somewhere from 50 to 70 million tons. Think about that. All of it going under the radar, not reported in studies like this Lancet report, because they are not looking for those small particles, most small particles, which are the worst of all. Not even reported, and even without being reported, they still correctly conclude that 99% of the global population is exposed to these tiny and harmful air pollutants. And consider there's not an unpolluted drop of rain on the entire planet. We now have peer-reviewed study to prove that. They're laden with PFAS forever chemicals. Toxic planet. That's where we live. Next headline, same theme. Groundbreaking air pollution study finds almost no safe place on Earth. Only 
0.001% of the global population is exposed to what's considered safe levels. Nobody is safe. Again, this is much worse than 99%. This is 99.999% are breathing toxic elements. So I wonder any of us are walking and talking at this point. Let's do a quick update on the ozone layer. Does anyone remember what we were recently told by the UN, that the ozone layer was all better now? Not so much. From nature.com, chlorine activation and enhanced ozone depletion induced by wildfire aerosols. And again, they won't talk about the climate engineering aerosols, which are absolutely conclusively linked to ozone depletion. This report states unexpected smoke particle chemistry is shown to be the link between intensive wildfires and stratospheric ozone loss. Unexpected smoke particle chemistry. Remember what I just stated a moment ago? Blanket geoengineering jet aerosol spraying on top of the smoke canopy all mixed in. But they won't talk about that in any official matrix report. Next headline, same theme from theconversation.com. Wildfire smoke eats up the ozone, protecting us from dangerous radiation. The damage will increase as the world heats up. Again, didn't the UN just tell the world to go back to sleep on the ozone layer existential threat, that everything was just fine, nothing to see here? All lies. Designed to pacify populations till the moment of impact. What else is destroying the ozone layer by the day? Again, climate engineering operations search geoengineering is destroying the ozone layer to learn more or search the ozone destruction section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Now, here's some brilliance from those that represent the crime syndicate masquerading as our government. From Reuters, Yellen warns climate change could trigger asset value losses harming U.S. economy. Yellen said... Climate-related events had already prompted insurers to raise rates or stop providing insurance in high-risk areas, which could have, could, may, might, devastating consequences for homeowners and their property values. That, in turn, could spill over, again, could, may, might, to other parts of the financial system, Yellen said. The whole Ponzi scheme of the stock market and the global, quote, financial system is done. It's in its death throes. When nature implodes, the financial system and civilization goes with it. There is no financial anything that matters when nature fails and nature is failing. But there will be those that try to capitalize as this unfolds. Again, remember the weather trading derivatives I talked about earlier in this broadcast, the disaster capitalists that are filling their pockets as the proverbial ship goes down. But soon, very soon, the most valuable commodities will be what you can eat, drink, and shelter with. And you can quote me on that. The moment a significant percentage of populations wake up to the fact that the party's over, panic and collapse will ensue. The law of the jungle will be the law of the land. Let's cover more breaking bad news reports from CNN. Scientists have revived a, quote, zombie virus that spent 48,500 years frozen in permafrost. The report says if there's a virus hidden in the permafrost that we have not been in contact with for thousands of years, it might be that our immune defense is not sufficient. Traces of viruses and bacteria that can infect humans have been found preserved in permafrost. Here's a question. What are those 400 biolabs all over the globe manufacturing? What do you think they're doing? And they can easily, again, blame it on nature. They can manufacture anything they want. They can release it in the already operating aerosol spraying operations, and then they can blame a zombie virus from the Arctic. Same 
theme. Another headline, zombie fungus, the growing danger in your own backyard. First, consider that we have no way of knowing the full extent of what's being sprayed into our skies. And second, the elements we are aware of from extensive lab testing, elements like aluminum, are devastating to all natural microbial life, from the clouds to the ground. And once you kill off the beneficial microbial life, what comes next? Out of control, fungal everything. Just like what can happen in the human body after taking antibiotics. More bad news. Bee and butterfly numbers are failing, even in undisturbed forests. From that report, the team suspects climate change may be warming the region and affecting bee and possibly butterfly survival. Invasive insects may also be to blame. Habitat destruction, they say, pesticide use, and other human impacts are often blamed for the well-documented decline of insects in recent decades. But even in forests where few humans tread, some bees and butterflies are declining, researchers have found. Over the past 15 years, populations of bees shrank 62.5%, and those of butterflies dropped 57.6% in a forest in the U.S. southeast. In addition, the number of bee species fell by 39%. That means they're gone, done, extinct. The term reports this month in current biology. Let's put this into perspective. First, there's been an 80 to 90% across the board decline in insects. So these figures are very, very conservative. We lose the insects, game over. Geoengineeringwatch.org first disclosed the insect crash about 12 years ago, about 12 years ahead of most other sources because they were trying to hide it from the public, but now they can't because it's too profound. How many insects do you see smashed on your windshield now if you live in an area where there's farms or agriculture? Not much. And what are they leaving out of reports like this? Let's bounce back to the aluminum factor again. Please search this. Search bees aluminum. There is peer-reviewed study to prove that bees are dying of massive aluminum exposure Aluminum that's so high, it's about 200 times higher than what's required to cause Alzheimer's or dementia in a human being. And there's not a single mention of that here. Nothing. Please search Bees Aluminum. Look at those reports yourself and ask yourselves why so-called scientists would not include that in a report like this because they're paid not to. They're paid to make you look the other way. Another report from sfgate.com, that's San Francisco newspaper, concerning the report says a native California species is dying across the state. The report says since late January, reports of sick or dead band-tailed pigeons have been flooding wildlife rehabilitation centers. Some of the birds appeared weak and lethargic, while others had difficulty breathing or swallowing. A few were unable to fly, and more severe cases led to neurological issues that caused the birds to lose coordination and uncontrollably turn their necks. This is so sad. Periodic winter mortality events. That's what these are called. What's coming down in that winter precipitation? I just went over that. What's in our snow? I just went over that. It's a horrifically toxic mix, and these poor creatures are expected to live in it. The report says hundreds to thousands of pigeons may die and are most often reported during the winter months. Imagine that. I have these very birds in my backyard because I feed them. I put clean water out for them every single day. They are beautiful birds. I'm trying to keep the ones in my region alive along with many other birds, quail. It's, it's so difficult. It's so hard, especially when these, this chemically nucleated mess is saturating everything and, and toxifying root systems, which affects food production in the forest, manzanita berries, acorns, Across the board, 
please search geoengineering and the dying of the trees, another important geoengineeringwatch.org report. We've covered so many aspects and angles. There's so much data on our site. I know it can be overwhelming, but just go through and find the reports that most fit what you're, you're trying to uncover on this issue, but we have covered most of the bases, if not all. From MIT Technology Review, researchers launched a solar geoengineering test flight in the UK last fall. This is the big mass distraction. David Keith, a Harvard scientist, and David Keith, again, I confronted him at an international geoengineering conference, and I was banned from the subsequent conferences. You can see this exchange in the geoengineering documentary, The Dimming. David Keith, who has been working for years to move ahead with a small-scale stratospheric balloon research program, questioned both the scientific value of the effort and the usefulness in terms of technology development. In an email, Keith noted that the researchers didn't attempt to monitor any effect it had an atmospheric chemistry. Let's let's stop there. The whole fake geoengineering, mass distraction articles, reports, the make sunsets, mass distraction in Baja, California, single individual launching a few balloons, all distraction from the climate intervention operations. In fact, even so-called weather modification, the cloud seeding operations that we know about that are publicized, a single engine propeller driven airplane with a few flares on the wings, all of that is mass distraction to take your eye off the military tanker like a KC-135 that can carry and dump a 100 tons of toxic nanoparticles into the sky in a single payload. 100 tons. Think about that. And the rest is just mass distraction. From the Washington Post, Greenland temperatures surge up to 50 degrees above normal, setting records. Have you seen that on any mainstream media that's pushing the snowpocalypse sensationalized headlines they say oh and by the way greenland is 50 degrees above normal the report says the warmth is related to a phenomenon that meteorologists called the greenland block went over that earlier a stagnant zone of high pressure that causes air to sink and warm beneath it been over that many broadcast the block may have developed in response to a sudden warming at high levels in the atmosphere it sounds a lot like an ios or a heater doesn't it the sudden stratospheric warming disrupted the polar vortex a pool of frigid air that kept greenland chilly through the core winter months they are robbing peter to pay paul so to speak they are pushing the colder air into regions they want to engineer winter events in and they are then chemically nucleating any moisture in that region to further cool the surface, sensationalize headlines at the cost of these flash warm-ups, unbelievable warm-ups in places like Greenland. What would it be like where you live, wherever you live, if your temperature was right now 50 degrees above normal? The planet is hurling into what's termed an abrupt climate collapse scenario. Climate intervention operations in the attempt to mask the severity of what's unfolding from populations for as long as possible, while simultaneously using weather as a weapon, is further fueling the entire biosphere collapse scenario. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast, installment number 396, March 11th. 2023. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on 21 AM and FM stations throughout the U.S. 
Geoengineering Watch wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and thus our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. On that subject, if you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our emails don't go to your spam files. Please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The Dimming is now up to 1.2 million views plus on YouTube and still climbing fast. Thanks to your help. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to the dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of the dimming or Global Alert News or any other Geoengineering Watch video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. About reaching those that are still not looking up, Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal is to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. They are very high-quality printed materials with shocking images. A picture is worth a thousand words, as the proverb goes. We now have Geoengineering Watch hoodies to go with our new Geoengineering Watch shirts, both with very high-quality four-color images on both sides. The images of a military jet tanker descending down over the planet and spraying. A dimming sun is in the background with this caption, Stop Climate Engineering, Investigate, and below that, geoengineeringwatch.org, so people can find a credible source of information. Scannable business cards and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative. If we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out. If you're willing to share a picture of yourself with a geoengineering watch t-shirt or hoodie, perhaps at a gym, farmer's market, or busy street downtown, please send your photo to us so that we can post it as part of our activist compilation, which is now part of our materials page. The images encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. Final note, if you know any radio stations that might be interested in airing the non-political, commercial-free Global Alert News Hour, have them contact us at admin at geoengineeringwatch.org. We'll take it from there. This battle is a team effort. If we can awaken the masses, we could yet alter the equation. And I want to express my deepest gratitude to all those that are steadfastly committed to this must-win fight for all that matters. Stay tuned for input on how you can make your voice heard. Moving on, more bad news from phys.org. Extreme wildfires are turning the world's largest forest ecosystems from carbon sinks into net emitters. This new study covering the entire boreal biome suggests this ecosystem as a whole, from Siberia to Canada, is rapidly approaching this tipping point. No, it's past this tipping point. I've been over this in so many broadcasts. The forests aren't coming back with the current atmospheric conditions. not going to happen. Trees are not growing here. The ones that are still barely surviving are not emitting oxygen. They're not absorbing carbon. They're not feeding. Their stomata, the respiratory ports, are shut. In the summer months, we have a condition now called vapor pressure deficit because the climate engineering desiccant elements are sucking the humidity out of the air. The forest can't breathe. It can't feed. There's no forest smell. Soils are toxified with these elements in this rain. I've already been over in this broadcast. We are hurling toward planetary omnicide. Keep that in mind. Let's press on. From CBC Canada, study reveals global algae blooms are growing and warming waters may be to blame. Could, may, might. That's where algae grows. There's no could, may, might. Science communities bought, sold, paid for. 
and towing the line for their matrix paymasters. From that report, swirling blooms of turquoise phytoplankton along coast may be happening more often and getting bigger, according to new research published in Nature, raising concerns about the impacts of climate change on the world's oceans. Check out what's happening in Florida and the red tides there. The oceans are dying all over the globe, dying by the day. Life in them is dying. Pelagic fish populations down 90%. Enjoy ocean fish while you can. Not going to be around much longer. It's already toxic. And we're hurling towards known as Canfield Ocean. Lifeless, stratified, superheated, oxygenless, dead zones. Oceans die, we die. Simple equation. From the UK Guardian, this. The creeping threat of the great Atlantic sargasm belt. What is that? Let's press on in this report. Visible from space, an explosion of the harmful seaweed now stretches like a sea monster across the ocean. The Guardian report then asks, quote, could robots save us from it? Where did that come from? Maybe the tooth fairy could save us, or the Easter bunny, or maybe Santa Claus. Welcome to the planetary asylum. That's what we live on. From FT.com. Plastic ingestion by humans and animals is altering cells, scientists say. Remember, climate engineering elements include polymer nanoparticles. Keep that in mind. From this report, study identifies new stomach disease in seabirds caused by microplastics. Alarming new evidence is emerging. The potential harm caused by pervasive plastic pollution with significant levels of microplastic particles discovered in many human organs and now a new disease identified in seabirds. On average, people now consume around 5 grams of microplastics a week ingested in food and drink and inhaled by breathing polluted air. Just went over where that came from, didn't I? Also from the UK Guardian and other sources, not a breath of fresh air. Study finds sewage bacteria in ocean spray. Pathogens such as E. coli, norovirus, and salmonella can be blown miles into coastal communities after a rainstorm. Key final statement, after a rainstorm question, how can we possibly know where all the atmospheric pathogens are ultimately coming from when we have climate engineering jet aircraft spewing literally tens of millions of tons into our skies. Certainly there's no denying that the human race has turned our oceans into toilets as well as toxic waste dumps, but what massive part of the planetary contamination equation is never mentioned by any official source? Look up. Next headline, multiple sources this week. Methane threatens to cause clouds tipping point to get crossed. This report, this scenario is grave beyond what anyone dares to imagine. This is the end of the road if it happens. When the planet can no longer make clouds, we are done. Venus syndrome. And this report then states that cooling aerosols are currently masking the full wrath of global warming. What does that mean? That is a covert way of selling climate engineering as saving us from ourselves for the moment. It could not be further from the truth. The atmospheric filth being spewed into our skies is killing the planet's life support systems, pushing us further and faster toward the cloud tipping point. And what does that mean? This is what it means. When the atmospheric warming equivalent of 12 million ppm of parts per million of CO2 is reached, It is believed scientifically that the planet can no longer produce clouds. Here's where we're at today. CO2 is officially at about 420 ppm, parts per million, but methane is not included in this equation. Methane and nitrous oxide, other gases in the atmosphere that are far more effective at trapping heat. If we take those gases and plug them into the equation to come up with the CO2 equivalent factor, 
We're past 800 ppm right now, and at 1,200, based on known and recognized science, we are done. Done. Venus syndrome. No more life on Earth. Search that. Search geoengineeringwatch.org Venus syndrome and know that the pharmaceutical industrial treatment for planet Earth, i.e. climate engineering, solar radiation management, is just like the pharmaceutical cure for the human body where you watch the commercial and you hear what they're trying to treat and then you listen to the side effects and you wonder who would in the world would take that? Who would take that so-called cure? And that's the mentality of what's happening in our skies and know that weather is absolutely being used as a weapon. There is nothing benevolent, nothing benevolent about climate engineering operations. Zero. Nada. From phys.org, human-made iron inputs to the Southern Ocean 10 times higher than previously estimated. The micronutrient iron is crucial for oceanic carbon storage because it can support the production of chemical energy and marine ecosystems. They're they're causing algae blooms. Here's what this amounts to, because I'm running out of time on this broadcast. Ocean iron fertilization. We believe, based on our testing so far, that the solar radiation management operations that are being dispersed over oceans contain elements that are then utilized when they settle to the sea surface as iron fertilization elements, forcing the oceans to uptake some of that CO2 to hide it in the oceans. Sure, it kills that section of the ocean, but those in power don't care because it masks the problem, just like the scenario I just described, the pharmaceutical industrial cure for planet Earth, and thus allows them to retain their power and keep business as usual little bit longer they don't care what they kill in the process people need to understand this they're not here to help you they're here to preserve their power until the brutal bitter end so back to climate engineering and the drought deluge scenarios that are the hallmark of these operations now deluge scenario in california is the drought actually over can 16 years of record drought the worst in 1200 years be remedied with occasional toxic deluges? Can it be cured with several rounds of sensationalized toxic snowfall events? Short answer, no. Will the forest magically recover now? No. Will already contaminated farm field soils miraculously bounce back? No. Though the current toxic deluges that were just recently scheduled by the climate engineers are impacting the California drought statistics. As just outlined, the overall Western U.S. precipitation problems will continue to manifest. On that note, this headline this week from the so-called science community from USA Today, water crisis in West has prompted desperate ideas. Here's one. Drain the Great Lakes. Desalinate ocean water. Nuclear-powered desalination plants. Harvesting icebergs. Chopping down forests. Yeah, that would do a lot of good, wouldn't it? Let's chop down the forest so the trees don't take any water so we can have more water for golf courses. That's a really great idea, isn't it? Kill the Earth's life support systems so we can go whack a little white ball around a toxic grass field. And the harvesting icebergs one, that's a great idea, isn't it? Let's take some of the last remaining ice in in certain regions and attempt to tow it across the rapidly warming ocean and Again, use it for golf courses and water parks. We live in an asylum. What kind of suggestions are these? They're utterly absurd. Nuclear-powered desalination plants? Desalination plants are an environmental cataclysm along with nuclear power. Nuclear power alone has already triggered what will be existential threats for all of us if other factors don't do the job first, which is likely to occur. Many other factors are converging even ahead of the existential threat that's Fukushima. And Chernobyl, that the sarcophagus is still melting down. We have 440 more nuclear plants to go. As society collapses, they will melt down. The so-called science community simply pumps out 
ever more insane idiocy because that's what their matrix paymasters tasked them with. And here's one more I forgot. This is from Scientific American. Could giant blankets save the world's glaciers? Think about the absurdity of that. We're going to cover Greenland with a tarp and the Arctic and Antarctica. And these suggestions are from so-called scientists. Here's what's coming. The Road. Remember the, the film, The Road? If you haven't seen it, you should watch it because that's a more realistic portrayal of what's coming. And here's a headline from this week along those lines. A mile-long line for free food offers a warning as COVID benefits end. From the front to the back of the line, the sea of despair and hardship along the desolate Kentucky Highway foreshadowed what may be in store for millions of Americans as the federal government ended the remaining pandemic increase in monthly food stamp benefits this week. You can only rob Peter to pay Paul for so long about some of the heat in other parts of the world that I mentioned earlier in this broadcast from the Times of India. Heat wave 2023, the government warned of an impending heat wave in many parts of India and over the next couple of months, urging states to be well prepared to manage any surge in heat-related illness. Also from the Times of India, over 200 wildfires ignite in India in only 36 hours. And this heat is crushing much of India's crop production. Not a coincidence. Many, many methods with which the climate engineers can curtail food supplies all over the world. And it's definitely happening. Another headline, multiple sources this week, Argentina melts in late summer heat wave as records tumble. Americans have no idea, especially if they're under the regions that are being chemically cooled, the engineered winter weather warfare scenarios. They have no idea what's happening around the rest of the world. And that's exactly how the controllers want it. From Climate Action Australia, threat of rising seas to Asian megacities could be way worse than we thought. How many headlines have I covered on this broadcast from how many so-called science sources that say, gee, it's way worse than we thought? Next, from UK Guardian, Europe faces growing water crisis as winter drought worsens. Headlines that Americans don't see. So is the wider horizon really this dark? Short answer, yes. Many suggest to me that I should weave some optimistic yarns out of thin air so that more would tune into this broadcast. And my answer is, I can't do that. I won't do that, ever. My post is to deliver reality to the best of my ability. How it is received isn't in my control. We would all do well to remember and consider reality can't be changed without first facing it. The lack of willingness to face the unspun truth on countless fronts is a primary reason that we now find ourselves in such a dark corner. If we resolve ourselves that we are here for a point, for a purpose, and that our only true responsibility is to do our best to do our best. And if we do, the story ends well, no matter what. And if we collectively focus on and carry out that which is within our power, we may yet accomplish profound good even at this late hour. Does that mean the paradigm of loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute can continue? No, it doesn't mean that. What it means is that by our collective efforts, we could yet expose the insanity and perhaps salvage some remaining part of the planet's miraculous life support systems. If we can do that, some remnant of the web of life and the human race could perhaps survive what's unfolding and learn from it. The only true solace exists in facing the gathering storm head-on, with unyielding resolve to play our individual part in the miracle of life. 
Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for specific suggestions on how you can help to move this fight forward. Sharing credible data from a credible source is key. Please make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 